0: Welcome to A Better Father. I am Levias Thomas, and this is my podcast about being a stay-at-home dad for six years, now re-entering the workforce while going through a divorce. This podcast started because divorce can be hard and sad, especially with a child. Every time someone mentioned divorce in a podcast, a connection was made, and I felt a sense of calm and of being less alone in the world. That inspired this podcast. This is a podcast about hope and moving forward, Ultimately, though, it's about giving anyone out there a connection or feeling of not being so alone in the world. I share stories about my daughter going through a divorce, parenting advice, sometimes it's just rambling in the hope that you hear words that make you feel better. This is episode 69. So quick side note here, I Apple did an update to GarageBand and so I just lost a bunch of stuff because it just wasn't randomly recording for whatever reason. So that's kind of frustrating, but is what it is. So now I'm going to talk about my daughter's story. So she's been reading Harry Potter, her, uh, my soon-to-be ex. Her mother has been reading her Harry Potter book one. Now they're on book two, which is great. Any reading, any connection time is amazing. Kind of funny because there would be so many arguments and fights over this stuff if she was her old self before the divorce and she's been trying to keep it in check, which is kind of funny when she loses it, but because now she used to lose it all the time. Now she's trying not to lose it so much, but it still just happens and it's kind of funny. Side note. So anyway, my daughter has been reading Harry Potter. She's on book two and one of the things that would have been an argument or a fight with her mom for whatever reason is not a fight to let our daughter read when she wants to read the book and then her mom catches up with her or whatever. So never would have been allowed to happen previously, but it's good that it is now. So she was reading it on the way to school last week when I was driving her in and she was asking if she could read it during her story time. And in my head, I'm thinking, yeah, of course, why not? But also I'm thinking there's no way your teacher is going to let you read a book. I don't know why. So we get into class and Charlotte asks her teacher if she can read Harry Potter during uh, their story time read time. And her teacher says if it's age appropriate. And I say, she's been reading it all weekend in the car, just so you know. Like, uh, hey, whatever reason, you might not let my daughter read at the level she can read at. She's been reading it all weekend and she was reading it on the way into school today. So let her read a Harry Potter book too. She's six. It's amazing. Let it go. So then I pick her up, and I am just ask my daughter if she is, uh, was able to read her book. And I found out, I asked her, and she said no. And in my head, I lost it, because I'm like, why? Why would you not? And she had to read a book that she was fine to read, but she wanted to read her other book, and it was below her reading level. So she's being forced to read two or three levels below her reading level, why? And luckily she loves all books, but she was still sad and depressed and didn't get it. And then she asked me as her father, why can't I read this book? I don't know, sweetie. I just don't know. I don't get it. I don't get why you're not able to do the thing at your level. So many frustrations. So anyway, that was my daughter's story that I am still trying to process why you wouldn't put a kid at the level they were at. And last Friday, as they were packing up and getting ready to go, because I do volunteer at my daughter's school on Wednesdays and Friday for an hour from, like, one until school's out. And the teacher's telling the class, like, you know, pick up a book this weekend. Don't just, like, sit in front of a screen, do other stuff, blah, blah, blah. And I promise you about half of this class of 22, 23 kids, mainly I think it's supposed to be 25, but it's fluctuated a little. And... And they're just like, why would I pick up a book? I don't want to pick up a book. And I'm like, my daughter had a book this morning on the way here. She'll have a book she's reading on the way home. And then she'll spend most of her weekend reading. And it's just like, you have these, this kid who loves to read, and you're trying to not just let her read a book she can read. It's mind-numbing to me. And then, just as a side story, my daughter was sick one day. And I may have told this story, but I don't think so. But contextually, it's changed in my head now because... One of the things she did in the morning when she was sick was she made a comic book based off this uh, coding game she got called Mouse Mania, and my daughter made an entire comic book while sitting at home sick, which was more productive than anything she would have done at school that day, sitting in front of YouTube, And, and she made this whole comic, and then she brought it into school the next day when she was feeling better, and the teacher let her read it to the class, and then the class was like, why can't we read our comic in front of the class, blah, blah, blah. And then she said, well, none of you have made a comic. If anybody here makes a comic, you can do that and read it in front of the class. And my thought was, you just had a group of kids tell you they want to make a comic book. Get the pens and paper out. Start stapling. Figure it out. Because now you're going to have 20-some-odd kids making a comic book because that's what they just asked to do. Don't tell them to go do it. Do it instead of turning on YouTube. Oh, find your center, I promise you. Wow, geez. Anyway, so that was that, and that is my daughter's story. On a quick side note, I already mentioned the uh, updates Apple did to GarageBand. At least I think I did, because it turns out I was recording, and GarageBand just wasn't working for whatever reason. So I had to take a time out and try to figure this stuff out and get it pieced together. And then my mic wasn't working. Then I said I didn't have a mic, so I had to restart GarageBand and then pull it back up. Oh, find your center. So anyway, divorce thought moving on. This is more of a question situation about how to deal with the ups and downs of this situation. So how do you deal with this day in and day out? There's so many things in place trying to keep my head above water. I have my daily to-do list. I have work, my daughter. But where are the hugs? The friends to push me out the door. The people keep helping to keep me move, moving forward. I've never been a fan of the do it on your own first, then you can work with other people to get help or however the saying goes. Some days are better than others, and divorce sucks. This isn't meant to be as sad, depressing as it probably sounds. It's just a moment in time dealing with a situation and hoping to move forward. So that was what I wrote down when I was putting together this episode. And kind of where I'm at with that thought is I I, I, I moved here away from my friends and family to be with a horrible human being and my daughter. And... I just don't have those people that are helping me get out, to move out, to push me out. I mean, I literally watched my soon-to-be ex just live her life and do whatever she wanted to do like she didn't have a, a husband and daughter at home. And I just took care of my kid. And any friends I made have moved because this is a transient town. So I don't know. I, like, the other day at work, as sad as this is, there's a guy who always goes around. He's a really nice guy. He's a runner. He does the IT stuff where I work. And he just always comes around and says, good morning to everybody and tries to like, you know, just say hi and be nice or whatever. And something I don't have time for because I'm only there for like four hours and I got a lot of stuff to get done in that short period of time. But I'm jealous that he gets to do it. Anyway, so he says, anything I can get for you. And I literally, pathetically was having a horrible Friday and I was just sad and depressed and just dragging, just dragging ass. And I just said, a hug? pathetically honest and he came around and he gave me a hug and it was weird because I made it short because I was afraid if I hugged for half a second longer than would have been normal it would have turned into a five minute please don't let me go god I need a hug hug and so I just kind of like and then I let go real quick and it probably felt like a guy hug like oh tap tap but it was really just like if you hug me too long I mean, not let go for a really awkward period of time, so I had to make it quick to get in and get out, but it still felt really nice. Then I was like, oh God, I want more of that. I want hugs every day. I want somebody I can hug every day. So that's where I'm at with that. I would love to get hugs, 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 hugs. I can't wait to meet somebody and get hugs. I love hugs. I haven't been touched for six years in a way that didn't make me want to throw up by a disgusting human being who is absolutely horrible, way too honest. Now, moving on to my parenting advice. More than ever, I see why parents need to find a way to work together. There are differences each person brings to the equation, but there should be a balance with those differences. You have to be able to admit faults, or things like you like or didn't like about your childhood. Things would change. Things you would do differently. Things you would change. Things you would do differently. Ways you were treated or spoken to. Have an open and honest conversation. If you are having sex, having a baby... If you are that close, then you should be able to sit across from one another and have an open and honest dialogue. The divorce I'm in doesn't feel like one of not being able to come together or work together. It happened because things weren't talked about or dealt with or shared or understood. I mean, to be honest, she did horrible stuff. But if you can look past that for a moment and see see these other things, these are pieces and parts. There was a lack, a breakdown, and complete lack of communication together. This seems to be where we are and why. So again, that was me reading from my thought around uh, the divorce talk. And it really does seem, and this pertains to all relationships, conversations, blah, 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 that if if you can engage in these acts with somebody, then you should have an understanding of where you are child-wise. Because it could happen, for one. And we had talked about kids and stuff which is why I had broke up with her, and then she conned me into getting back with her for God knows what screwed up reason, but on my part and hers. But, uh, but it was just like, this doesn't work, and so I don't want what you want, and you're just sad and insecure, and I'm a little sad and insecure myself, and so I let you drag me back in after I tried to get out and conned me into doing this. So, but we had had the conversation, and it, it, it doesn't work. And all we did was prove what I knew when I broke up with her was that this doesn't work. And then I tried to fit it in and make it work. And I have a lot more thoughts coming in around this that I'll share later and kind of in a minute. But, um, but it was there. All the signs were there. All the reasoning was there. And I, I lied to myself to put myself in a position to be with somebody I didn't want to be with ultimately because I saw they weren't good. And whether or not this person is good overall right now no (laughs) but maybe I don't think so based off her past and her present but but I saw the fit wasn't there and I tried to get out and then I convinced myself to believe her when she was saying things that apparently she didn't even believe and so I have that conversation and no because this could have been avoided now We turned out to have a daughter and I love my daughter very much, but I'm also putting my daughter through everything I never wanted to put a kid through because I believed a liar and I convinced myself I take responsibility on my part for believing that liar, even though I knew that person was a liar. I just convinced myself she wasn't. And so, yeah, that was pretty rough. But anyway, there's a lot more to come on that. So I had another random story that I was going to share that I have written down. I'm still kind of adjusting to my changes here and making, uh, deciding how to read or whatever. I'm kind of liking my reading a little bit of what I wrote and then spiffing off it. But I'm going to share a story from this weekend because it happened to me and I liked it. So a month or two ago, I had bought a ticket to go see Rachel Maddow from MSNBC, Rachel Maddow Show. She uh, does it newscast I don't know cable newscast whatever I'm kind of buffering that just because I know she might not agree with everybody or you don't agree with her politics or blah 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 but she's amazing and I feel like she does a lot of truth she also has her faults and I've seen those but she's human and she's amazing human and I got to go see her talk in Chicago on Saturday then I made a whole day of it and blah 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 but it was really cool to see her in person talking it was really cool to see her in front of people and it it steamrolled a lot of other thoughts that were coming into play at the time based off my life and what she was saying. But it's about her new book called Blowout. And she just, she makes a lot of money. She does what she does. And this is just one of the many thoughts I had around this. But she spent all this time working to make this book. She spends, she works her butt off to create an hour-long show day in and day out week after week, year after year, and and she doesn't need to. She could stop. I'm pretty sure financially she doesn't have to work another day in her life. And she stumbled on this. So, too, she says it all the time. Like, she was a, an activist. That's what she was going for. She got on Air America, and then one thing led to another, and she got lucky, and then she just turned out to be a really good, hardworking person in this spot. And, you know affects change and talks to movers and shakers and presidents and presidential candidates and it's just very cool. And to see somebody like that that works that hard, that doesn't financially need to how? <laughs> so I'm still processing that one. But I'm really glad I got to go. It was a really cool event. If you ever get the chance to see a live event, do it. One of the uh questions from the crowd was asking her like what can we do? How do we, how do we affect change? How do we get involved? And she had this amazing answer and it just talked about like, if you like this president, if you don't like this president, what are you doing about it? Getting on Twitter, complaining to your family, bitching at work, doing whatever is not getting it taken care of. So what are you doing about it? And that's, was kind of resonant because yeah, there's a lot of people that complain about this president. I, I actually have not complained as hard as I could. I think he's horrible, but I mean, he's our president, and you know, our system is flawed as is as it is. Put him in place, so it feels like the you know I was happy when Barack got him, and there was a lot of people that weren't, and you know now it's tables have turned again. He's horrible, and if justice works or whatever, then that all prove that our system does or does not work the way it could or should. But it's the system we have. And I, I would prefer him out of office, but what have I done to contribute to that? Zero, other than complain to friends and family. Or not complain, which is another funny story with my sister. But anyway, from like last weekend. But um, my sister and my aunt. But anyway, um, so... Anyway, so what she was saying was, you all came out. There was 4,000 people there. She said, you all came out. You all got out of your... In front of, you, I mean, she literally said, you're like, you're not on your phones. You're not on your iPads. You're not sitting at home watching a movie. You came out, and that matters. That means something. You got off your butt, and you came and sat here with a bunch of other people to come watch me talk about something you care about. And she's like, build off that. Realize that matters. And it was a really cool, neat moment that I appreciated that she acknowledged. And now what are you going to do with it? So this has been a really rough, hard week. I have not done what I needed to do with this podcast. I missed last week, episode, and I kept swearing to myself I was going to get it done, I was going to get it done, and then I just couldn't get it done because there's just so much going on and there's so much pressure, and i with this literally horrible human being that just drains the life out of succubus, drains the life out of me. So uh, keeping my head above water has not been great, but there's a lot of things that I'm doing to try to keep my head above water that I want to share, that I want to talk about. Um, I'm not going to have the links and notes that I wish I had or had them prepared because I had to do a bunch of schoolwork and stuff. And also I took, I mean, I won't go over my drama for the weekend, but Saturday was great. Sunday was less great. I made it through, got to work, and now here I am getting this recorded to release on Tuesday without the way I wanted to, but I wanted to get it out. So we're at the point in our show where I will say thank you for listening to A Better Father. I appreciate your time and hope you take a moment to stop and think about something good in your life. Life can be hard. Life can be a struggle. While some of us have met and some of us have not, you are not alone. Don't let life dictate when you stand up and when you lie down. Look up. Stick your head outside. Listen to the birds chirp, not your phone. Hear a train in the distance, not the ding of your email. It's your attention. It has value. Spend it the way you choose, not the way technology dictates. An idea like a ghost must be spoken to a little before it will explain itself charles dickens so now my cat's meowing in the mic so i'm gonna say goodbye thank you there's so many things i want to cover and talk about but i appreciate your time and sorry i missed last week i'll do better